Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, I caught up with Ryan Crawford, also known as the White Kenyan. We discussed everything to do with Backyard Ultras, his most recent performance at the Satellite World Championships. It was a great chat. Uh, bear in mind, he was driving his car for the first 20 minutes, so there is a couple of times where the audio drops out. Here we go. Okay, thanks for joining, Ryan. How are you going? Yeah, Ray right, Roll, thank you. Thanks for having me again. It's good to see you. Yeah, you uh, too. I saw so, you out of the race there a few times there, but I was in the bit of the zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to interfere in anything. I just so I just gave you a bit of a wave and some encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. You, it was you and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so with so the world champs now, they were about two one or two weeks ago. Can you give us a bit of a summary about the whole experience, what it was like? Yeah, no, it was bloody, it was interesting because there was a few little dynamics that, you know, changed it up a bit from the start, like, cause, you know, how they were getting the floods and that. So I'd say, you know, the course was changing and that, like their property was getting a bit washed out apparently. And, you know, then they, they, they were looking at what kind of course they were going to do because the original course was just going to be way too wet. And it was already underwater. So they were doing like, like they were going to do four loops, like doing like, one clockwise, one anti-clockwise, then go up and down one of their hills, then back down and do another two of the same loops. That's what I heard last. And then, like, literally I was on the way to the airport and then we were trying to talk and possibly doing a park run. Like, they were trying to look for, a, you know, a flatter plate or, you know, just a, a place that it runs smoothly, I guess. And and in the end, I was at the airport. I'm like, I need somewhere to go kind of thing. You know, let us know where we're going because once I arrive, I need, you know, I didn't have a car, so I was just getting, a, you know, an Uber or a taxi. But in the end, it stayed at the same spots. Everything went well, and yeah, we just headed there. And then in the end, when we rocked up, they kind of um, we were talking straight away that we might stay on the dirt road because just out the front of um, their property, it was a closed off. It was an open uh, public road, but because of the floods, it was end up got uh, it was closed. And there was only like I think I think the promoter said there was like five or six houses, if that, along the whole road. So because it was closed, we thought we'd get away with it just staying on the road and it was just a dirt road and i thought you know that that'd be the better option anyway because you weren't going through water and you're just keeping at least dry feet had a little bit of elevation and it wasn't as much as what the original course was going to be i think the original one was going to be like 120 meters or something every lap mm -hmm. so that was one thing i was thinking was a bit crazy but I knew that was just a course that they, you know, that's the promoter won the rights for that event. So, I, you know, I just, you know, it is, it was, you know, I thought it is what it is. So, and then in the end, I think the dirt road one was about 65 metres every lap. So yeah. it was it was fairly easy, like, but it just, I knew after a while, because I know from even the Clint Eastwood, just like having a tiny little rise, you know, it was just a slow, gradual climb up the hill, kind of up to halfway. And then you turn around and come back. So you went about, you know, three and a half K one way, and then you come back. And there was more downhill on the way back, obviously. So, you know, overall, we were a strong team. I was stoked with everyone's performance, you know, not just myself. And, like, just, you know, we hadn't had anyone. I think everyone got to the 24 hours kind of thing. And, you know, we had no one showed signs of quitting. So once we got into there, you know, even when we hit the 30 hours, like, I don't remember the exact numbers off by heart, but. Like, I know even when we are in the 30 hours and that, that 35, when we had that one-hour kind of coverage on us, there was still heaps of us left. And, yeah. 
I was saying, I knew then that like, yeah, this is going to be big for sure. Like, cause I thought, you know, no matter what, even if there's a couple left, you can usually drag into the 45s and stuff like that. So I was thinking no matter what, we're definitely going to be getting that Australia record from the 59 that me and Kevin had that. So I thought, yeah, that was a bonus. And, and then in the end, it got to the, to the three days and 75, I think, yeah, 75 I only did. Um, I got to 76, that that 76 lap and, you know, just speeding ahead of it, I guess. But I ended up crack, cracking and just pulled up and just, I don't know, my brain, you know, I had a, a lot of stuff that went on, you know, on that third day. I just... I, you know, I've talked about it a bit to a few people, but obviously I'll say it here because, you know, this is why you want to hear. And yeah. I kind of got to the stage that um, I was nearly, you know, my perception and everything and, you know, hallucinating. And I even at the first time, it's it definitely been the deepest I'd been with the mind and, and with, with no sleep. I, on the second day, like, it was my own fault. I took for granted, didn't, didn't get me, like, five-minute naps and my micro-naps. I kind of felt all right and I, I just, like, because the course was a little bit harder, I was pushing the time to get back as well like than I normally would. Like normally I'd get back and I'd have, you know, a solid 20 minutes. Whereas, you know, this this kind of I was getting back and only had like 12 minutes kind of thing, if that. And it, you know, on that second night, I just took it for granted. And I was just, you know, having me food and different stuff and having a little live acts. Don't get me wrong, I still meditate my mind and that, but definitely not having the normal rest I normally would. And, and at the time, I remember thinking about it, and I, I felt all right. I thought, oh, no, I'm all right, like, and I just pushed through. But obviously, in the end, like, it just that third day, it just come back to get me, and I just, yeah, like, the bloody sleep monsters, I was calling it, just come back and basically dragging me away. And yeah. I was doing everything possible to try to, you know, rejuvenate it back, but I think I was just too far behind at that time. And then when Grant and that started realising that I was wigging out a bit, it was really starting to affect my mindset. I think it was it wasn't necessarily too late, but I wasn't getting enough structured time to try to bring it back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I, I definitely just started snapping, and I was just getting over it. Like I, I was even like there was definitely times in it that I, I didn't even because I was that overworked and so sleep deprived that I forgot what I was even doing. Like I was out there and I was just running. I pulled up a few times and like what am I doing? Like, and I just, was it that, like, I was that disorientated from the no sleep and that, that I just was literally just confused about like what I was even doing. It didn't really feel like I was in a race. Like, yeah. even though I knew deep down at some points that I was, but that's what was happening with my mindset. Like I was, there was definitely one or two times where I didn't believe I was in a race. Like I thought like, this is some kind of joke. Like what's going on here? Like there was, you know, cause no one was around really. There was only, at that, when I started really happening, it was only the three of us left. And then at that stage there, I just, you know, because Phil was running ahead and um, I forget what's his name again. Um, it was Rob. It was the up, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Rob, Rob yeah. Well. Was, you know, he, he, yeah, he was a little bit behind me and I kind of stopped talking to him too, said, oh, you want to run together? And I was kind of too fast for him too. And I, and I was saying to him, well, you know, I think you're pushing it a bit too much like for me. I like get back with not much time, and I'm thinking if I go at his pace, I'm even struggling even more. And then I, like, if I go to Phil's pace, then I'm pushing myself for the you know out of my comfort zone for no reason either. So it yeah. kind of got broken up individually, and I was hating that to be honest because like I was there for like 
you know, I do these things obviously for myself, for my own limits and, you know, I wasn't there for winning. I was there for just trying to see how far I could go and I was starting to falter and I'm like, bloody hell, I need help here too. Like I said, you know, just in, you know, to stay with each other and keep getting each other over the line and yeah. I guess as it started to think out like that, that's when it started changing a bit because it kind of become like everyone, I know everyone was struggling, everyone was just trying to get through each lap and I think that's, you know, that, that does happen but I found that was kind of the weakest link of it all. That's what caused the downfall of everyone slowly stopping because, you know, now, you know, especially when it was that third night, when, when it was just me and Phil left, you know, you go, I mean, you're going back into the fourth day and that, and, you know, by that stage, everyone's just trying to hold on, but then you're not working as a team and you're not encouraging and helping each other, you know, get through. Like, even though everyone was encouraging people, you know, when you come back in, and don't get me wrong, like, people were supportive at, you know, the halfway point, but then you're back on your own again, whereas, if you know, you ran together, like, side by side, you know, any time you started faltering or any time you started having doubts, you'd both be there to be like, oh, man, it's all good, you know? Hmm. That was the only thing I kind of found towards the end of it for the result-wise, but, but, you know, in saying that, everything's a learning curve and everything. You know, I still stoked like that was the biggest I'd been and I know it was a bit, you know, the furthest Phil and Rob had been. So, you know, it was a, from a perspective for, you know, how far can the team go kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, and other than that, like, you know, the the weather and that wasn't, you know, it wasn't too bad. We didn't have the rain. It was cold, a bit colder yeah. than, you know, I'd been used to, I guess, just in the morning. I had ice on the car and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I've done a fair few the cold in different ones like the BBRT 200 mile and stuff. They, they all start the freezing cold out in those areas. And I just bring all my beanies and, my, you know, I was running in track pants, you know, all night and stuff. I just did stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, I seemed to find it wasn't too bad. It was only when you stop kind of thing. So. Yeah. Because I, I watched the. Uh, yeah. Video. Like I could rattle on. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I watched the video. Uh, of yeah, you, yeah. I watched the video of you. Um, showing what you were packing up, packing to take down. And I, and you mentioned yeah. it was going to be cold. You packed heaps of uh, cold weather gear. And I remember thinking, it's not going to be that cold, but it was definitely, yeah. it definitely was that cold. <laughs> well, it's, it's all right during the day when the sun's out, but like even then, I had a few windy spots and as soon as you're in the shade, and, you know, definitely like, I don't know, I just know from the experience of, you know, you, so you're already suffering out there when you're running for a long period of time. Like, the last thing you want is, like, you know, and I've made a mistake in past events is, like, you know, you're freezing and, and then now all of a sudden you've got that added extra thing to worry about. And, yeah. You know, you don't need that. So I just bring all, you know, the gloves and all that. You know, I was fine while I was out there running. It was only when you stop that you're like, holy hell, like, and that always happens because it's just, you know, in the dark hours and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I was pretty prepared with the gear. Wise, I would, I wouldn't say, you know, the only thing I did. Get up, like you know, like the other guys feel and all that. They have caravans and all this kind of stuff, and oh, cause I. Sorry, Ryan. I think um, the internet's cutting out. I think you must be going through a dark spot. Oh, 
down at minimal. So I didn't have my clothesline that I'd, you know, hang my gear up. We would probably, you know, for myself, is I usually make up a whole heap of dishes and stuff, like home-cooked meals and, you know, that kind of stuff. I didn't have time to do that. Mm. I remember... I'd cut it out. Yeah, just a little bit. Too bad. That's from home as well. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um, so I remember one at one stage, I think it was on the second day, word was going around a little bit that you were actually running out of food. So did um, Yeah. Did, yeah. How, how did you get around that, that? Oh, that's what the other thing was probably, can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, it's, a, it's good now, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, was, yeah, the first day or so, like, I don't know if it was just from, I don't know, you know, so. I have some race here and there. You can have a bit of an upset tummy or whatever. And I was kind of having a bit of a, you know, oh, every lap would come back. Like, hell, get out of the toilet. Just felt gassy and just like a bit of like, like gastro kind of stuff. Like you got the, you know, you got those runs or whatever, but, you know, nothing, just gassy. And yeah. I had fight for that for about 10 hours or something or whatever, but it, it cleared anyway. So I knew it would. But yeah, that gave me a little bit of a grief for those first, I don't know, about. 10 15 hours worth of just running up yeah but it ended up clear and so that was all good that was the only little problem i had other than that the food wise i guess but everyone chipped in and then and probably when everyone started doing that grant started whipping up some good meals made up some rice meals and stuff and people gave him extra veggies and we kind of got a yeah nice little system going and i was back in the game with that respect so yeah cool and we going back to the sleep thing again i i, I read a post yep. when you would you were going really deep at this stage and you're obviously feeling the effects of um, not having enough sleep and apparently you finished a lap and and you fell asleep on the ground like around a bale of hay yeah well yeah that was that see that was the beginning of the breakingness it wasn't to do with like this i fell asleep tired like i was literally i was cooked but i was starting to get agitated and my, that was when my mind was starting to like having trouble processing and, tr and having trouble like problem solving so to speak and like just simple stuff that I normally know of because of the no sleep I couldn't solve the problems in my mind and like you know be able to slap myself out of it easy and that was when like they're like oh you got to come and go to sleep and I was just getting agitated and sometimes when I get real agitated like that and start to begin to snap I'm better off just left alone to be honest and yeah. I remember like brand, brands coming in and like, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just done. I'm I'm just staying here. Like, and I was just, you know, still trying to reason with how I can keep going just because I was just so, you know, sleep. I just knew I wasn't getting enough time to have a rest. And that's what was starting to flip me out a bit too. Like, because I knew like the one, two minutes really wasn't giving me enough. But yeah, I ended up just slumping over a hay bale, one of those laps there. And I, I, I could hear everyone, everyone was around and that. I was still conscious and that, but I was just like... I'm just going to sit here until the lap starts, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then once another time I come in, this was probably the last two or three laps to go. And, like, Brand, they, you know, they knew it was getting severe. And they just, like, as soon as I come in, they're like, you got to go straight down to sleep. And, and, like, I still had all my camel back on and that, though, you know. And I dumped down. I remember I was, like, that squishy. I'm, like, squashing on my water bottles that I'm carrying mm. and that. And I'm like. And I, so, like, they all just chucked and left me out, like, you know, you have to zip the tent up. But then I end up getting back up and, like, man, I'm still in all my, you know, so I took my camel bag off and, you know, changed my wet shirt. And then it felt like, you know, it wouldn't even have been that long, like, you know, three minutes or something. And they come back in, they're like, you got to get up. And I'm like, man, I haven't even slept. 
like, yeah, yeah, you've had, you've had five minutes or something. I'm like, mate, I haven't had any sleep. I just bloody took me camelback off and I'm just like, yeah, lying here for like a minute or two. <laughs> and I'm like, and I knew there's nothing you can do. You just got to get up and go anyway because the buzz is going. Yeah. And I'm just like, far out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and so, uh, so when did you start feeling tired? Was it kind of like the, um, the second night when you – or was it the third night? Yeah, it was more that third when I that during that day on the last day, but you know, before we headed in. Whatever it was, I lose track on when it was and whatnot. But I'd say it would have easily been into the sixty hours kind of thing, and um, yeah, just during that day, I just remember like far out, like I'm drowsy now, and you know, you have a coffee. I think I had like a couple. I don't try not to have them these days. I had a couple of no-dos and that, but I don't know. It just didn't really do the do what I needed it to do. Like it'd be alright for a little bit, but I don't know. The thing I found the most was that, like even though I knew I was tired, it was just I don't know my mind. Eh? Like I, I know that's what it was from. Like the sleep, just processing stuff, and I just got. I've had it before, like only a couple of times, but I just got to that point where I just started to think because no one was working and there's a t- Team and I was starting to get aggravated. You get aggravated with your own teammates, like they wouldn't even have known because they didn't say anything to them. But I was thinking it all the time, be like, "What are they doing, running like that?" Like, just yeah. and you know that stuff started agitating me a bit. And then I was just like, you know, I got to the point and I've had it before because I don't do it for the win. I just start thinking of myself, like I don't even care about the event. Started doing that a bit, I guess, and and then well, I guess once I do that, it's you, you know, it's a bit of a downhill spiral because you're already kind of given up. You're just like, I don't care, I'm finished. And then, like I said, on that lap 76, I went out and I just started walking a bit. And I'm like, man, this is not good walking because I knew I was only just pressing time, jogging. And then I'm like thinking, man, I'm pushing time to even get back here now. And I literally just sat on the ground thinking, well, if I don't move and start sprinting in the next couple of minutes, I'm not even going to make it back in time. And I just laid there and I didn't even move. And I, I think I rang Alan at the time and I rang Michelle, my wife, and I was just like, I think I'm done. And I, you yeah. know, they, I, you could tell I was delirious. And they're like, they were just asking me, like, where's Phil and that? I'm like, oh, I don't know, somewhere up there. And then he'd come back past, you know, on the a turnaround i was about 2k in or something like that so it wasn't all that long before he come back past and then i just said look i'm done i said well done i just said i just can't i just said i've just snapped (laughs) and i just said i'm just sitting here so when you get back tell someone to come get me in the car i'm not even gonna bloody try to go back and i just yeah lie down the ground for about 15 minutes freeze the mask off by the end of it (laughs) (laughs) and um so how are you going to ap- approach sleep next time you're you're doing a backyard? Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I definitely, you know, and that was the other thing. I, I should have known. I just, it was a bit of a rookie error, to be honest. Like I, like I said, that second day, it was just, it wasn't, it shouldn't have been even being negotiable. Like I just, I remember even doing it, like just not even really care. Like I remember even hearing the other guys, oh, I'm going, you know, doing a fast lap, coming and have a bit of a rest and, I kind of just didn't even bother doing it, to be honest. Like, I, you know, a couple of times I lie back for a sec, but nothing like I normally do. So 
I'll make sure no matter what when I hit those second days that I'm going to really, you know, concentrate on, on those night loops, getting that sleep. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I believe after that last one, it was good. Like, I physically felt all right. Like, you don't get me wrong, I was jacked up, sore, but nothing was breaking down. It wasn't like as in, Oh, I was like limping. Like I remember even seeing Phil. I said it recently. Just I did a podcast the other night, but um, you know, he, I seen he was walking, running sideways up the hill. Like he, he was that limped up in one of his legs, or his hit. I don't know what was going on, but I could tell he was having some issues with something. And he, yeah. but he kept moving forward. He was still, you know, and then I'd see him again. He'd be running fine. So you know, he's pushing through, doing a great job. You know, pushing through the, you know, the the pain he was dealing with and stuff. And but I, like I was running fine most of the time. It was just my mind, like even a couple of times where I snapped, and then I just started sprinting. And then he, I seen he's like, and he seen me, and he's like, "Oh, you're running good." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I feel alright." But then you know, a couple of minutes later, be the mind again. Like, so I, yeah, I hundred percent. When I, next time, will be making sure that I really work on those sleep, you know. And yeah, you know, it's hard to you know each event and each course too. You know, if it was a different course. I would have had a lot more time too. I just found that course, you know, having the elevation, you know, for a last one standing is not always the best idea either, in my opinion. But I know they're not always going to be like that. Some are hard and with heels. So, you know, I guess I'm happy in that respect. So, you know, you get used to when you do have a tougher course. But, yeah, yeah. I guess if I'm, if I'm cutting it fine for, you know, if I'm doing a harder course, I'm just going to have to find more time on, you know, to get that sleep, like, I was doing what I do out there and I was doing a lot of my sleep running like I do. And yeah. that that's why I don't know if it was making me tired during that day because I was just nodding off there. I was just like shut my eyes and just like, yeah, sweet, just mosing along. But it seemed to make me worse or tired. I it just wasn't rejuvenating me like normal anyway. Yeah. Obviously, it's to be expected when you're running for three days anyway. It doesn't matter what you do because you, you're not yeah. getting enough sleep anyway. You're going to be tired. But yeah. you know, I like to believe that I can learn and you know, always find a way to get better and I and I will. So, you know, with that determination, I'll find a way. Like, mm. I believe that, like you said it the other day, was um, that 100 hours in, the, in, in, in grass in my eyes, like, you know, 75, like it's only another whatever, 25, 30 laps and you're already over 100. And yeah. like, I know it's still a big haul, but it's still reachable. So yeah. I know, you know, who knows when I'll get there or if I get there or when, who knows, but. I know it's it is possible, so I don't rule it out. Yeah, but hopefully, sure. you know, next year with a few big ones, and then maybe even going into the bigs, or maybe before we can get even higher than the seventy-five, and then yeah. um, hopefully have a chance to maybe be, you know, towards <laughs> the end with the last ones on those big bloody world champion one in Tennessee, if I can get to go there. So yeah, for sure. And um, when running with like basically, it was definitely the best. Backyard Ultra team ever assembled in Australia. Did you learn anything from the other runners apart from the yeah. sleep thing? Were there, were there any other lessons you learned from the others? Um, not overly, to be honest. Like, I've seen how different people roll. Like, I guess it's like anything, though. You know, you do see people's setups, and that's interesting to see. Like, and people, like, the amount of effort people go. Like, you know, I was blown away by some of them. Like, holy hell, like, you know, the effort people bring in. You know, I can understand that if you're close to it too, and you can, you know, like these some of these people are driving there, and you know they rock up with your caravans, and they've got tents and this and that. But I, I was on the plane, so I couldn't bring all that stuff. I, was, I had two bags as it was, chockers, and you know I had my good depot set up in the end. But yeah, like 
it was interesting to see some of them. Like, obviously, Phil, everyone knows what he does, and he's next level with um, <laughs> gear-wise. But, you know, that's that's not me, to be honest. Like, I see little tricks they do but and little things that can help them. But, I don't know, I've always been a bit old school. Like, even when I used to do any sports, like, I just believe you don't need all that gear to be the best or be unbelievable at what you, you know, your craft. You know, I think the main thing is your training. You know, your training and your, you know, what you put behind, in, you know, in your mindset and all that stuff are the key ingredients. And obviously, you know, I've definitely picked up maybe the odd little, you know, utensil that can be helpful. Like, you know, you, you see different people's, you know, like people at the hay rollouts, like the, you know, more of the mats, you know, I usually take a tarp and little things you can look for. And, you know, I know I've seen like, you know, heaps of people had these, um, you know, you sh- those the uh, what are they the baskets with all the little um, spots in them. They got like you know they put their shoes and they you know they got little pockets in them. They're like a oh and they you know they hang off their tent or whatever it is, and you got like you know feel what you need. And I think I need a bit more of that kind of stuff, so I will have to order one of them and have a bit more of a system because everyone was laughing at me. Like, I've got my stuff on the floor. Like, I just, like you know, had it stacked in that. But you know how that gets after a while. Stuff yeah. being thrown everywhere and, you know, they come in one time to film my stuff. But I think it grand and tidied it up at the time so it wasn't too bad. They're like, oh, it's not that bad. But, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I probably could, you know, get a few little things that would help a bit more, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one of the things I've noticed that um, you and a couple of other um, – Backyard ultra runners do a bit differently. Is a lot of most runners they'll press start on their watch when they start, and then they'll press stop when they when they're finished. But you press start and stop at the beginning and end of each loop. Is there any reason for that, or it's just the way you do it? Sorry, I've lost you. Hello? Sorry, I was out of here. I didn't really get all that. No, no, that's all right. I was just asking that with Strava. Yeah, yeah, with Strava, I've noticed that you press start and stop for each loop, whereas a lot of oh, other. Yeah. Yeah. Is there yeah. a main, main reason for that or? Uh, not really, no reason at all, to be honest. I, <laughs> I just, I, I, the only reason I've done it is because um, oh, in previous ones I've done, like, you know, this, you know, I've just done a few of them now. I've done ones before. I roll them all together. I've gone to roll them together and I'll be like, a, you know, I've, obviously I didn't know. I used to have different watches. I've got the chorus now, which is really good, but yeah. I've had been like 100 miles in and then I just go look at my watch and it's just blimped off the screen and I've just lost everything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, you're kidding me. I've gone to all that effort of keeping it on and so usually I just save it and then I've got my, like, I don't know, I've got my watch there. I can keep an eye on time and, you know, that kind of stuff when I come. And my battery, like, I know you can flick through your thing and check your battery, but I'm a bit simple like that, to be honest. Like, I don't love with the technology and I couldn't give a rat's about, like, people, you know, oh, i got to have one one big run or whatever, like, you know, or... Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, I'm flooding your Strava. I'm like, oh, well, that's tough luck. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I don't, I know that would probably be annoying if, if I'm just going to get out too and open up your gate. But, yeah, no uh, you know, I know it would be annoying to a degree, but yeah, 
the only reason I really have saved it is because I'm just losing it a lot, a lot of it, just to make sure I've keep focused on what what I do have left and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's no actual massive reason behind it to be honest. <laughs> it's kind of a habit I've just done really over the last few. I have heard people ask me that same thing before though, <laughs> and they're like, "Tell him to stop saving every laugh." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing that like you're known for and a lot of people like are interested in about you is like how into the power of the mind you are um yeah and like you're always wanting to push and extend your limits and all, all that type of stuff but what what was the spark that made you aware of the power of the mind like were you born with yeah. it? Was oh. something that happened in your life that got it going yeah i don't know if i'd say you know who knows everyone's born you know, relatively similar, I guess, you know, we're all born with a brain and, you know, it, it, you know, obviously some people can harness it better and stuff like that. But I think it's just been a, um, I don't know, something I've, you know, harnessed for a long time, like in a lot of different aspects, like when I was um, tire boxing there and that, you know, you have to have like a ridiculous strong mind, you know, you're going into fight like, you know, opponents that, you know, are super strong and, um, if I wasn't – sorry, I'm just walking into the house too. I'll get into a better yeah, – if, yeah, if I wasn't, um, you know, working on the mind, like I used to, you know, go, you know be leading into a fight and, you know, I used to burn heaps of nervous energy and that as I was um, – as I would have thought. And I'm thinking, why am I burning so much energy? I'm so fit. And, and then I'd start looking at, like, maybe I've got to change a few other things so I'm not burning it. And, you know, my mum has always been into meditation and um, so and yoga and stuff. So over the years, I've um, really uh, worked on just basically trying to do that and I found like it used to help me a lot and um, I don't know, that's where it started anyway. But And hang on, I'll see if I can – is that a bit better? There we go. Yeah. Um, and then um, pretty much from there, as I started fighting a lot harder opponents – it just got deeper and deeper and I'd do longer meditating, you know, so then I'd have, you know, rules that I'd be like two weeks out, just meditations as much nights as I can and just working on the mindset and, and starting to, you know, staying, staying present too. And all the, you know, the positive stuff you get from meditation, I find that's helpful. Like as soon as you start thinking about like ahead of stuff and, or how, you know, it's the same as when they're out there running, people wig out, I've got so far to go and that's why they pull out or whatever it is. But if you can just stay present and keep breaking it down, I find that's like one of the biggest keys to any any sport really. Like you just staying in the moment, like when fighting too, if you're thinking too far ahead and not, you know, staying in present each strike, you can get over ahead of yourself and then you usually throw stuff that's just, you know, people can see a mile away. So and then basically as I started getting into the ultras and that, you know, I've had things happen in my life, don't get me wrong. I've always been I'm one of those guys that, you know, when I get something in my mind and that I'm, you know, really like doing I, I've always been pretty extreme. Like yeah. I've never gone like, oh, I'll just do it that a little bit. Like, you know, from a kid when I was, you know, I used to like skateboarding a lot and, you know, we used to get dropped off, dropped off at the skate park at six in the morning so that, you know, when we were kids so that no one would be there, we'd get a couple of hours on our own and, you know, things like that. And I used to, you know, do a lot of other extreme stuff. I've been snowboarding and stuff. But, yeah, I think the actual hardness of the mind come from the, yeah, the tyre boxing definitely but also yeah now the ultras like i just started realizing you know when i thought i was broken and 
you know, obviously I have broke a few times, you know, if you've seen what I've done over the time, you know, they don't, they're not always successes, mm. but I've just kept persevering and I get home and I, I always, I've always been my hardest teacher. That's another thing. Like when I get home, even if I win or have done phenomenal, I'll get home and always see flaws and, and not as a bad thing, but things I can pick up on and work on to be better. And that's like, and it just sparks a fire in me. And especially when I've had ones that haven't gone and like I wanted, like they just send me mad and I just get like, right. And that just sends like the hunger, like same as that last one, like 75. When I got home and on the plane, I was like filthy that I stopped, and, you know, even though I'd done 75 hours, but I was just like, what? It's like, you know, I was still happy with my performance, but you start realizing other things you could have done and that. And I just take it into, you know, the next challenges. And now, you know, as I start to gear up the training again, now, like I'm only cruising at the moment, but I'll start using it again and using previous stuff as more fuel. And Mm. I know one thing, you know, I'll just quickly end that bit on is, you know, the mindset people will talk to you and, and like, I can sit here now and tell you what you need to do to be stronger but there's only one thing you can do and it's you have to do it individually. Like you have to do it yourself. Like I can sit here and go, oh, this is what you've got to do to be strong. And you can go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. But unless you keep throwing yourself in that dark spot, in that pain, you know, in that pressure cooker, you're not going to get stronger. Like, and, and it just takes a long time. And that's what I think a lot of people underestimate. They, you know, they might hear me and go, yeah, yeah, I want to be, I'm going to be tough too. I'm not going to give up. But yeah. unless you've been in that position, over and over again where you've given up, you've suffered and you've had to find a way through or you didn't find a way through and then you went to the next challenge. That's how you get stronger. So, mm-hmm. you know, in relation to why, you know, I do so many events, that's pretty much the, you know, one of the key reasons people are, oh, he does too much, doing too many events, but then I'm just getting stronger and stronger and stronger, like mentally. Might not always be my best performance, but like mentally, like the armour that I'm putting on my mind, you really can't put a price on it, to be honest. But yeah. Uh. So it was about. I've been running for three years, and before then, the thing that got me into it was I. I know, I know you you like Goggins as well, and that's how yeah. I sort of like learned about that power of the mind thing. And before I heard Goggins talk, I never even knew that type of stuff existed. Like I just thought, yeah. as soon as something gets hard, you stop. I didn't yeah. realize like the forty percent rule and all, oh, for that, sure. type, all that type and, of stuff. And that's exactly right. And he, you know, he's you know everyone knows him nowadays, and you know he's done a phenomenal job helping people and showing people that. And you know, he did it even for me again. Like you know, I still knew certain stuff, and you still you know you know you're tough, and you know you had to get through certain challenges. But same thing again when I seen his stuff too. I was going through a bit of a low in my life as well, where I was you know I was still fighting, and I'm just like. I was just, you know, getting to the point where I just didn't know if I wanted to keep fighting and I was just always, you know, had a few things that were going on in my life too that were just giving me the, you know, I needed to change a few things for myself. And, you know, when I started saying thing again, you start seeing that stuff and you think maybe I aren't doing enough here. Mm. And then, you know, I started, you know, I made a promise to myself exactly like that, just like, right, let's see what I can do now if I put, you know, 100% in. Like even though I knew I was already working hard. Like I knew I was working hard for when I'm, for me personally anyway, just saying, like for when I was doing my fight, not you know, no one outworked me when it comes to training. But then I'd have me fight and I'd go back downhill. I'd be like, oh sweet, now I've got to, you know, I don't have another fight for two months, so I may as well just drink beers and you know, 
I did other stuff that wasn't good for my health too. And, you know, over the time and I just, you know, started thinking, you're just going backwards and then you get, you know, get another fight lined up and then you do another eight, 10 week training and climb back up again instead of always staying at that best, best I can be. Like I would have been a world champion if I stayed in that mindset, but yeah. because, you know, I don't regret anything because you get, you know, you are and you do what you do to get to where you, you know, you are in the life now, but that's, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're probably not doing enough, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the things that um, with Goggins as well, like when you say like you like doing a lot of events because it makes you learn things and it makes you stronger in the mind as well, that kind yeah. of makes me think of his cookie jar philosophy. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And like I've even thought about, you know, because I've seen it, oh, maybe I should make a cookie jar. But yeah. yeah. I've got that in my mind and I, I that's exactly right. You know, you have to remember those things too. And, and that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Like when you're so broken, like to forget about like, you know, I do that. I've done that for years. Like before I even heard the cookie jar, like when I was uh, fighting and that, you know, you're in the ring and think, mate, Ryan, like you, no one's getting up at three in the morning running before work and, you know, but, you know, for the fights and stuff like that. I said, you know, you're ahead of him, but you, you forget, you know, as a mold, as you're out there fighting, you can forget that you've done, you know, a month and a half of getting up at like three in the morning and running, you know, all that kind of extra training because you're in that moment and, you you know, you forget kind of how mentally hard you are. And if, I guess if something's not going quite your way, that's the other thing. When something doesn't go your way, it's easy to go the opposite and just go, oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not good enough. This dude's stronger or, um, you know, oh, I may as well pull out now. I'm broken. You forget, you know, it's easy to forget about everything you have done. Yeah. And I think, I think that's why the more you can just work on that mindset and keep encouraging yourself to remember like, and you know, I've had ones that fail and I'll still have ones that will fail again. But I keep trying to tell myself nowadays that just try to remind myself. And that's why I was a little bit dirty at the last one, because I, even though you're not quitting, you still you decided to lie on the floor, like lie on the road and give up. Whereas I always try to tell myself now, no matter what, just keep going because yeah. I know that when you get home and you're in that nice, comfortable environment again, you're always annoyed that you stopped. And yeah, that's the hardest thing, I think, trying to find that motivation to keep going when you are broken. Yeah. And are you still looking at doing the hyster um, hysterical carnage in a couple of weeks? Yeah, it was next week and I, I wanted to do it, to be honest. I, I, I had decided, I think it was not yesterday, day before, I decided not to do it. Yeah. It wasn't the body. Uh, the, I'm actually annoyed. Like, I want to go. But the thing that really got me was the financial, to be honest. Like, it's another trip down there on the plane. So, it's another $1,500 of just getting there and back and, you know, travel kind of stuff. And then, you know, you go food. You know, you, you could spend up to two grand. And at the moment, like, I'm, th I'm like, halfway through building a gym at home. So, yeah. like, I'm spending that much money as it is. And then because I still do heaps of events, I, you know, I don't work full weeks all the time because I'm having time off and, you know, and I, I just, I weighed it up with the wife and, you know, she, next week as well, she's got school camp. So I'd have to, I'd have to fly out on the fr Thursday, like the night before the event, I'd have to get there at night time and then have to quickly go straight to the venue and set up for the morning. And like, it would be doable. But it was the money, really, to be honest. I told yeah, Sean, I said, unfortunately, you know, if, if I had promoted, I mean, sponsors that go, look, I'll pay for your ticket tomorrow, I would go. I'd mm. go in a heartbeat and I'd make it work. But unfortunately, 
that's the hardest thing. Like, you know, Wild Earth, you know, they've been fantastic and helped me out as much as they can. But it's like anything, you can't expect every, every you know, people to do everything for you. So I had yeah. to bite the bullet, unfortunately, and just yeah, use the money on the gym a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as injuries go, do you have like a philosophy with injuries or how do you know, like, have you had a good run with injuries from like running injuries, I mean? Um, um, no, I don't, I don't, my body's really good, eh? I haven't been even like, you know, touch wood. I'm leaning on wood, so I'll touch wood. But um, yeah, I haven't had a major injury ever. Right. Like I've, I've been injured, don't get me wrong. And I've been, you know, had tweaks and I've had, you know, you know, with Muay Thai, I've had multiple cuts and stuff like that. But they're, they're just stitches and, you know, they heal up and, you know, even fight. I used to have banged up shins, swollen ankles every fight and you can't walk for a week or whatever. But it all heals quickly and no broke, you know, nothing broken. And, and with the running side of things, I haven't had any injuries. Like I've had, obviously after the big events, you know, you're jacked up and you might be like freaking hell, my ankle's swollen or, you know, it might have a little bit of a sore spot, but you know, nothing that's going on. I look, I'm out for like a month now. So like all I do is straight away with the recovery is like I've done it every time is just straight on the turmeric. So that, I have that throughout my whole whole training. Like it's a daily thing I have. With if I'm not having turmeric tablets, it'll be turmeric in all my meals. So I've always been I've been on that for like you know years now. And then it and then it's just all the other good superfoods I find like all that kind of stuff helps. And then any 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 inflammation like you know I've known for you know years when I'm have to go to work the next day and I'm banged up after a fight. So I have to put you know my ankle swollen. So I'll be lacquered with all the anti-inflammatories I've got. You know, I've been through every bloody anti-inflammatory there is, like from Zen to Comfrey to, you know, I've got the tile that I use and that's really strong, just the lintment. And I'll just lacquer like whatever's sore, you know, for, for the next two, three weeks if I need to every day. Yeah. And then obviously if something's really bad, I'll ice it. I'll, um, I've done, you know, I've done poultices where, you know, you the potato poultice where you shave the skins off and you, you wet the rag and you wrap you wrap the skin in um you put it on your sore spot and you wrap it with glad wrap and you leave it overnight it helps draw out any poisons or any yes it's not just potatoes you can do it with comfrey as well comfrey is yeah. a good one from yeah. the comfrey tree you know how to get you can buy the comfrey um creams right. you can make your yeah comfrey cream is a good healer like arnica and stuff like that yeah so i'll make up my own batch of them sometimes <clears> and lacquer it on the spot and you're glad wrap it and just leave it overnight yeah. any of that kind of stuff but only if I've got something really bad, like you know, after the last one, that world chance just recently, I had no injuries, like nothing. I was literally once I had a sleep on that plane, I was fine. I drove home from that from the plane from no sleep. Like we we left the venue, we we didn't even sleep. So I finished that seventy five hours, and I I was like, oh bloody hell! They, they took me down to have a shower. Obviously, when you cool down, you know, you're completely jacked up and that, yeah. and then um. I was just lying on their couch and we're talking to them and that. And then Phil come in and we had a chat and, you know, we got a photo and stuff. And then Grant in that, in between that time, I said to Grant, look, what's the time? I think it was like two, three in the morning or something. And originally I was about to cancel my flights because I thought, oh, I'm still running. And I was, and my flights was leaving out at 8 a.m. to, uh, to fly home. And we were, it was about 2 a.m. And, and we we're about to cancel flights. We're organizing new flights because I pulled out. I realized I could make this time. So I'm like, Grant, maybe you, you go start packing down the stuff. Or I said, there's no point changing flights. And they're all like, what do you mean? You you know have a sleep here all day. And you, I'm like, man, I'm not paying another $800 worth of flights if I can make this flight. 
You know, and they're like, you think they're all looking at me like you're nuts. <laughs> but I'm thinking, mate, I'm not paying another grand or something if I don't have to. Yeah. I'm like, I'll sleep on that plane if I have to. So we did it, like we made it happen and we got the promoters like, I'm like, hey, can we get Ubers out here? Like, man, there's no one coming out here. And I can manage to, they did an awesome job and drove us back to the airport. So yeah. we packed down, quickly chucked our stuff in, back to the airport and literally no sleep like at all yet. So, and then, just, and then got to the airport, had a coffee. The people at the airport were just like looking at us. I'm like, look, we'll just tell you, we're not on drugs. We just haven't slept for God knows how long. And we told them, and once we told them what we did, everyone was like, holy hell, and real, real supportive. And they, you know, I had my, I had my sponsors, Wild Earth flags on me. And I was meant to send them to back to the post office, but, you know, we had no time to do that. And I rock up the airport like, I don't know how I'm going to fit these in and what I'm going to do with this stuff, but I need to get these on the plane with me. And they're like, Oh, they're gonna, that's going to cost heaps. And then in the end, they just gave me a free pass and put them, gave me an extra pay out. Yeah, because they helped us out heaps because they knew what state we're in. Yeah, yeah. And then we just literally on the plane. And once I had two hours sleep yeah. on the plane, I got off and I, I felt good again. Like, yeah. obviously, I was still wrecked, but yeah. I drove home. And then, yeah, once I got a good night's sleep that night, yeah, I was back in the game. I was trained and, like, the, the following day, I had that one day off and then I was back running the dogs the next day. So. Yeah. I was going to say, um, you've got some cool-looking Kelpies. Oh, yeah, they're absolute machines. <laughs> both, both females and they're right. bloody, they're just unbelievable dogs. Like, they, you know, they're me running partners. You know, they, they don't ever complain. Every day, they're ready to go. So. I, used to, I had a Kelpie when I was a teenager. And yeah. I obviously wasn't a runner back then, but she would have been an awesome running companion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just... It's just, you know, obviously it's in their breed, you know, they're working yeah. dogs. So if you weren't running them and they're on the farm, they would do, the, you know, they do 15, 20, 30 Ks a day doing what they were doing anyway if they were working. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I do 20 Ks with the dogs and it's, you know, that's a nice number for them. I, I used to push the other one, like the, the older one, Shadow, she used to, you know, we'd done countless marathons. You know, we, she'd do the full 42 with me, but she's getting a little bit older now. So I just, you know, my wife's always like, just, don't take them so far like just you know because sometimes you do see the side effects like you know they're strong but you know you see them limp a bit here and there during the day or something if you know you're taking them a bit too far and yeah. i find the 20 is a good number for them and yeah, yeah they can smash that out and yeah as long as they're doing at least 10 or something they're all right yeah that's it um and as far as your diet goes as well i, I understand you follow a plant-based diet too yeah yeah that- i've been uh, vegan now for probably five years or something so yeah. that kind of started actually seriously when i started doing the ultras to be honest i um when i was transitioning that first year with the fighting and the running i was still doing both and i was um you know i started doing it and i was doing vegetarian a little bit beforehand and i had a couple of mates that were vegan and they were always you know always ate really healthy anyway like it because you know with the fight you know you always had to cut weight so you couldn't be just eating mcdonald's or any of that rubbish so i was always making me home cooked meals and you know with your veggies anyway but then i just thought oh, i'll give it a go and you know i just sort of try it without the meats and stuff and i started doing the you know the bit of the study into it and the research and for me personally this is not against anyone else i just find that that's the food that our bodies are designed to eat and mm. i just think that a lot of those you know if it was if society was a bit more of you know weren't so greedy and they weren't so you know how they just seem to pilvage everything and just take advantage of everything it wouldn't be as bad and they could um you know if you ate a little bit of meat 
you know, here and there, it wouldn't be bad. But, you know, the way it's more America that the stats are based on, but how much meat and that they're eating every day, like just consuming, you're just thinking bulk, 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 you know, that kind of food. That's one of the leading causes of cancers and all those kind of diseases, you know, and the sugar is the same thing. Like, you know, sugar is probably worse, you know. It's one of the biggest killers and, you know, that's in everything. So I'm always conscious to try to, you know, not, eat that kind of food if i can help it like don't get me wrong like i i go through phases and you you know we like oh i probably had a few too many of the you know the coconut magnums or whatever but <laughs> you know like you still you know you got to be i'm human too so i still like having a treat and, you know yeah. but i but m- majority of time you know i just live off home cooked meals and if i'm going to get takeaway it'll be like takeaway thai or you know hot chips that'd be the you know, the biggest thing that i'd probably mm-hmm. you know fold on kind of thing other than that yeah. I, I gave it a shot um, 15 years ago, I think. I was the worst. All, yeah, I okay. ate, all I ate was baked beans and pasta with Lego stir through. And yeah, um, I didn't do it properly. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I know a lot of people that have done it and then have gone back to eating meat and uh, dairy and stuff like that. They've said the same thing. Oh, it doesn't agree with my body or I couldn't do this. Or, and that's fair enough. That's their own choice and decision. But there's no doubt about that it does take a little bit of extra uh, effort, in, so to speak, because if you're just used to having your meat and oh, a quick side of veggies, now you've got to be a bit more creative and think, okay, what am I going to have now? And, you know, and, and I do it even to a degree now, even like you're like, all right, I feel like I just need to get a bit more of something into me. So I'll make sure I cook a lentil meal and, you know, just things like that. It, it takes a little bit more of, you know, probably research and a few more recipe books. And, you know, these days there's that much stuff online anyway. You don't really have to go buy the books, but you probably got to get a bit more creative. And if you're not into your food, I guess, it can be a bit hard. Like it can be a bit more of a habit and people are like, oh, that's too much effort. But I kind of like cooking, so I don't mind it too much. But, mm. you know, yeah. I saw you were, you were cooking up a pretty good-looking meal on that doco that, that you're on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been my wife's one. That was a rang dang. Right. Yeah. There's so many. Like, that's, that's, I mean, like, people are like, oh, how do you, you know, what do you eat then if you don't eat meat? Like, and it's like, it's the exact same principle. Like, so I still have all me, all the curries that I love. Like, I'm probably going to, tonight, I might actually might even go get takeaway Thai, but there's a really good Thai restaurant up the road. And, you know, they just, they do a nice pan fried stir, um, tofu, which is so, I don't, I'm not big on tofu, but, it, you know, if they pan fried, it's not too bad. But you get all your curries, all everything you want. You just don't have the meat in it. You just put veggies. Or if you don't like tofu, you can put just all veggies. Or, you know, when I make a dish here, if I'm doing a um, curry, I'll just put whatever I feel like in it. You know, I might put yeah. a can of beans in, like you said, or, or a can of chickpeas or a bit of lentils or whatever, or sometimes just straight veggies. But as long as you're just bulking it out with everything, you, you get all the stuff you need, like, it's yeah. only if you just go on, like you said, if you just eat rice or, you know, you, you're going to be lacking, you know. And it's the same, you know, pe- people, if, you know, if you just eat meat too and you're not eating enough veggies or you're not eating enough other kind of stuff, you're going to still fall behind somewhere along the line. Yeah. yeah. And um, did, had, when you started the um, vegan diet, did you actually feel different? Like did you feel any improvement in your overall Yeah. Food? Oh, absolutely. Like there's... It's kind of reminded me, I guess, what I'd kind of say was like when I was eating meat, when you know how when you have like a, a fish meal, 
and you always feel light and clean. Like, you know, you might have your fish meal and your light salad and you're like, sweet, yeah, that was a nice good meal, but I'm not super full, but I'm like, no, I've had a decent meal and you feel like clean and light. That's what I kind of felt like it was like all the time. Like I was just eating and I was never, obviously if I kept eating bowls and bowls, you get full and bloated, but I was never really like stuffed that feeling of like, oh, like that lethargic feeling you get sometimes. And, yeah. and you know, in that saying itself, though, I think the main thing that I've you know, stuck for me is the recovery rate. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just the turmeric as well. And, you know, I know it's definitely like the plant base as well, but yeah, the recovery has definitely been, you know, something that I've never seen before as well. Like, and I don't know, you know, I can't just say it definitely is the plant base. It could be, you know, overall conditioning, could be the turmeric, could be just your body adapting or whatnot. But, you know, I've kind of believed that it has been a bit of the diet. So I've just stayed on it since. And mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, I used to get sore after doing a marathon or something like that. Nowadays, you know, I can do a couple, or I can do, you know, when I was doing ridiculous amounts of marathons each week, I was not even sore. Yeah. And I was just like, holy hell, like, this has definitely got to be part of the factor. Yeah. So, and with this turmeric um, thing, do you use fresh turmeric and like cut it up and put it in your food or do you use like the dried turmeric in the shaker? Or I'll like use both, yeah. Like if I've got fresh turmeric, I'll put it in if I'm making a curry. Uh, but I, I, I usually just buy big bags of the powder. So we just go to like the wholesale, wherever you, you know, you go Vitas or whatever shop sells or we get it from anywhere. But I usually just buy bags of the turmeric and, mm. and then literally just whatever meal I'm making. Because if mm. you've got any curry paste, any stir fry sauce, anything like that, you don't taste it. So as long as you don't put way too much in it, will overpower it. But, you know, every dish you can put a good tablespoon in or something and, in a curry or something like that, you wouldn't even notice it. And then I'll just put a bit of the black pepper in as well because they say that the black pepper helps it absorb more in your body. Yeah. And then um, and then I also buy the turmeric tablets too. And when I when I want to keep on song and making sure it's just going through me, I'll have like two a day. Yeah, I usually have one in the morning, one at night, or at least make sure I have one a day. But, yeah, if I'm leading into an event or, you know, anything like that, that I'll make sure nothing's happening, like I'll have like two a day. And I just find it keeps overall sickness away too. And that's the other thing with the diet. Like I will say, honestly, with the vegan diet that I've been on, I, I barely get sick. Like mm. I've only in the whole time in the last five years, I've had a couple of runny noses from like the boys giving it to me like that have been sick or something and, you know, bringing it home from school and, and I'll get like the lightest, mild version, like nothing that's like, oh, I've got to have the day off. It's just be like you might be blowing out a bit of stuff or something, but that's it and then I'm fine in a day or so. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, I even found with the um, diet, my smell even, to be honest. Like, I, I buy a bit of rub on stuff now. Michelle stirs me up sometimes. My wife, like, I, I didn't buy deodorant for, like, three years there because I just, I wasn't even stinking anymore. Like, yeah, you sweat, but you have a shower and whatever, but I wasn't getting that same pong. And yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, I believe that was a bit of it too. So, yeah. yeah. yeah but, cool. You know, each to their own. But I, I, I honestly believe that kind of diet is definitely a helpful to keep away a lot of the diseases in the world today. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not going to die of something <laughs> either, but it's definitely got a lot of, you know, signs saying that that's the diet if you don't want to be getting a lot of those diseases. But. Yeah, sure. I'm definitely going to try the uh, adding turmeric to my 
a lot of my yeah oh absolutely i think that and that i think that out of it you know not just die i think that's one of the major keys with diseases like you know turmeric's been known for an anti-inflammatory for years so you know that with recovery as well i think that's a massive part you know Mm. look at those you know the countries like india and stuff like that like they don't get hard like yeah don't get me wrong they've got stuff in their world that keeps you know that gets them as well but they don't get half the diseases like America and those countries get, you know, or even us because they're just not eating those kind of foods, you know. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I've got a few questions from Instagram followers. Um, yeah. To shoot buyer. Um, the running Malang asked, when are you going to run a backyard ultra in WA? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anytime, really, when it, when it works. I'm open to anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually thought, like, that's what the people have said. Like, why don't why didn't the course go there, you know, instead of going to um, Melbourne there, you know, because that's a course that, you know, Phil and all that have done and they know, you know, they've got good results there. So why not go there? Like, yeah, I've got no problem at all going there. It's just the same thing again, making it work. Like, Sean has, uh, you know, they, he's offered me and he's helped me out a bit too and to, trying to get me to a few of his and, I was feeling that I couldn't go to the Adelaide one. And last year, I couldn't go to the WA ones. He tried to get me at one because the COVID thing was going on and I wasn't vaccinated because WA was real strict on it. I'm like, well, I'm not going there then. And that's when the South Australia ones got offered a bit. But, yeah, I don't basically, yeah, put it it past anything. I want to go to as many places I can if it works. Yeah, sure. Um, Old mates. Uh, Backyard Ultra asked, what adjustments do you think you need to make to shoot for 100? Yeah, there the sleep, just making sure of that. And obviously, like everything, be a bit more switched on with, you know, nutrition. Like I've been pretty good with nutrition these days because I have had failures of that over the time. So, I've, you know, made, made sure I've been, you know, working on that, you know, so to speak, over not just the backyard ultras, but even just the ultras I do in general, just making sure I keep on top of that a bit more. And, you know, whether it's the water or the gels or having the tailwind as extra, even I don't like that stuff as much, but making sure it's there if I need it. So mm-hmm. obviously keeping that side of things. But I believe it's just really the the meditation of the mind and the sleep that will get you through there. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's not, no, it's not physically. It's not like, oh, I've got to train more. Because no, you know, no one really trains any more than I do. Really, like you know, there people might, but I know I train a lot. So it's not so much the training. I think it would just be that getting yeah. my mindset ready for, you know, attacking a hundred and, and having that there. Like you know, because now that I've been to seventy five, like you know, beforehand it was like, you know, before I even got to fifty nine, there I always wanted to get to fifty before even feeling that even had the record and stuff. I always just like thought. Oh yeah, fifty would be a nice good number. You know, you've gone over two days, forty-eight. So now that I've gone to seventy-five, it's like, oh sweet. So I can now start thinking of numbers ahead of that. And I've done. I, I actually before I got to the fifty-nine, I always had with Kevin and that. I thought, oh, seventy would be a nice number to get to. You know, between sixty and seventy. So now every backyard ultra I do from now until when I get to a hundred will be a hundred. Like I'll have mm-hmm. in my mindset, like I want to make a hundred one day. You know, that maybe this could be it. So. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not dumb either. Like I said it recently, I, I could fail another ten times, or I, could, I you know, next time I, I do a backyard ultra, I might only get thirty or forty or whatever it is. Nothing's guaranteed in life. Like you can't sit here and go, next time I'm getting eighty, because you just don't know. 
But I know now that, that the possibility is there and you keep working at it, you know, there's no, no limits to what you can do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they also ask thoughts on the Backyard Masters and the current lineup of runners there. Yeah, that looks great, really. So yeah. I was a bit, you know, you throw it's right in between of all of other events around that same time too, which is a kind of a bit of a thing with me because I'll, I'll still do the other events and I yeah. that's just me. I don't. You know, I'm not one. I don't do ultras for like, oh, got to be the winner of that event, or so to speak, or whatever it is. So I'll be doing events all year. Like next year, I've got a monster year sorted. So you know, the lineup there is huge, and obviously, you know, I'm gonna have to pick and choose around that when it gets in those couple of week time frame of it. But yeah, with Harvey Lewis going, and then every other ultra runner on from Australia and that around, there's some you know great runners in there. So you're basically guaranteed like the world champs thing that it's going to be huge. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll suss out the, I think it's like the end of uh, June or it's, no, it's, it's the same time as a BVRT actually. Yeah. On the same date. I know that was a bit of a clash there. Cause I was even, you know, that's when I do the 200 miler and whether, you know, if there's ever any battle you could do in there with other people that want to try to beat. Cause I've originally me and Brad, were going to do it to see if we could, and Kieran to see if we could crack under the 40, um, 48 hours that i did so the 42 yeah. sorry see if we could crack under 40 hours that was the goal but um yeah i'm really looking forward to that one it's still even though it does clash with a few others but i you know i'll work around that yeah, yeah i'm um, looking forward to that what are some events that you're 100 percent doing over the next like 12 months yeah. or something yeah well i've got um straight away as the year starts off i'm not too sure how i'll attack it yet like because I know no matter what I've got down under 135, that's always on the radar. It's booked in. And I, ever since I didn't finish that this year, like that just set a fight. That's the course that I like because yeah. it's it's not a race. It's, 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 it's like the Bayard Ultra. No one's in it to race each other. They're in it to see if they can possibly finish the course. Yeah. So that to me, I've got to go back and finish that. And I'll, I'll be doing that. But that's April. I think it got changed to April, end of April. So, it's kind of another thing that another thing that I'm good at doing is stitching myself up. Like I said, with time, there's also the dead cow, which is only two weeks before it. Right. So I'll I'll probably still do that. Yeah. So it'd be my final preparation, I guess, for the for the down under. Um, and I will do an event, I think, before that, but I'm just not sure which ones. You know, they've got the hares and hounds and stuff at the start of the year, and I'll see what posts is head up. They've got the Noosa Trail Hundred that I did up here this year, and you know that's in March, but. Yeah, then from rolling on from down under, I'll be doing. I want to do BTU again, which, but now I know it's close to. I've got to suss that out too because that's close to the backyard masters. Yeah. So I want to do, but I still want to do the 100 mile of that. And then I'll do the backyard masters. Um, obviously, the Clint Eastwood, that'll be, but that's um, August. Um, you know. I don't know exactly. Yeah, like I said, I kind of don't even know all the events. I just know all yeah. the ones that when they come up, I'll do them. Like I wouldn't mind doing another Butter 48 as well and I wouldn't mind doing – and I'm oh, obviously Tennessee because now that i got the 75, I talked yeah. to Laz and that's pretty much guaranteed that I'll be in that. Yeah. So that'll be definitely – I'll be working towards that. So pr yeah. pr pretty much once I've done Clint Eastwood, it'll be just all preparation for that September to october for that one yeah. there'll be a and few there'll be you phil rob and there might even be a couple of other aussies in making yeah it, I well, I, I spoke, spoke to laz and he reckons like as long you know 
He goes, in the next eight months or whatever, unless there was like 50 people that got over 75, <laughs> which he goes, it's never going to happen. He goes, so like, oh, I have to have to touch base with him early next year to, you know, get that 100% guarantee so I can start, you know, working out savings <laughs> and doing that. And I'll get my wife. My wife is going to come to that one if I do that. So, yeah. But yeah, I've got a lot of events that I will do. Like there'll be at least another three or four in there that yeah. I'll throw in there. But There's I'll just... Been- there's the uh, MVP, the Maribyrnong Valley um, Park Backyard Ultra in Feb. Yeah, it? is that in February? Yeah, Feb. Yeah, okay. Um, Where's that? The Melbourne one. Yeah, yeah. It's a really tough one. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to do 50 or 60, but if yeah. you want a challenging Backyard Ultra, that, yeah. and a lot of good runners do it, like, like, Tim K, Ben Nichols. Yeah, they were. that's right. They were talking about that. That's yeah. yes. And that's the thing. Like, I'm open to any of them, too. Might be, like, I want to get to these big ones overseas, too. Like, I've been trying to, like, over the last six months, and I'm trying to suss out how I'm going to make all that happen because like, that's my goal is I want to get to those big ones overseas. But it's the same thing like anything. No one wants to pay you to do that. But And I, don't, I know it's a fine line because, you know, I can't expect people to pay. But then also me as being, like, an elite athlete and that, I can't be expected to pay for that either. Like, yeah. like I'll pay for as much as I possibly can. Don't get me wrong, but you know I've come from professional fighting where I get paid to fight, and I can't be expected to be like go over and compete against the best in the world. I've got to pay all my own way and pay everything. Like you know, I need to get some. You know, I don't know whether it's even if it's airfare sponsors or something that can pay for your tickets over. And you know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I'll pay for as much as possible, but I can't sink my family. No. You know, like on a fifteen grand holiday just to do an ultra run you know it's just like that's the only reason why i haven't done any yet to be honest i would have already done half a dozen if i you know was rich <laughs> yeah, yeah. um i am a bean asked do you take caffeine during event if so what kind yeah like i'll have the caffeine in the tailwind i always buy that bag of what is it i've been buying the naked one lately but i've had the raspberry one with the caffeine you know, I'll have a couple of nodos here and there, but I, I used to have the nodos a bit, but I try not to these days. I find, I don't know, I just always had that thing in my head, like, oh, how good are these for you, you know? Yeah, just, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I've never had one before, but, and I'm a shift worker, I work night shift. There's been times when I've thought about doing it, but yeah, I don't reckon that. They definitely think- work, and like, it's like anything, your body gets used to them, so they don't work as much, so you, yeah. instead of having one, you need to have two, and yeah. I don't know, like, I, I have had them before and, and when I hit the wall and if I've got a couple on me because, you know, you can get it from the bloody service station, they're only like 10 bucks or whatever yeah. and I'll bloody, you know, might have a couple but I don't run off them as in like that's how I get through the whole event. <laughs> I just eat 50 nodos or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have a few and then and then coffees really. Like I, I'm only usually a morning coffee person so I might have a couple of coffees in the morning and that's it. But on on some of those backyards, uh, you know, you get that. You're like, freaking hell, I'll have a coffee. And then you don't care what time it is, whether it's lunchtime or the or the night time. If it's going round, I'll have one. So yeah. and, um, There's a coconut water brand that had coffee into one of their flavours as well. It's pretty nice. Yeah, okay. And yeah. some of the gels too, I noticed yeah, they've, they've got caffeine. I honestly don't buy any of it to go, oh, I've got to get that one with the caffeine. Half yeah. the time I've bought them, like, oh, that's got caffeine in it as well. Like, all right, sweet. Or, mm. you know, yeah, I don't hunt for it to in, you know, as a specific thing in my diet for running or anything. That's for sure. Mm. I think you want to get used to the opposite. 
because if you're only relying on because it's like anything you can have a nodo you can have some caffeine but eventually it wears off yeah. and then you're back to your old mind and you're screwed <laughs> <laughs> um neil's off aftermath asked a question you've kind of answered it already but he asked would you like to compete in something like utmb etc yeah oh absolutely like i was talking to chris out there you know the last one there and you know he just recently did it and, you know i've seen the stuff on you know the internet oh, you know it looks amazing like you know, bloody who wouldn't want to do that race you know, come in and there's like thousand people and you're running through the crowd and that looks epic and yeah. i'd really like to attack some of those big ones to see like not for you know an ego perspective but just to see actually where you kind of do sit with some of the best runners in the world too like as mm. in like if i go out and just go hard just it'll still be my own personal challenge to just i will just go do what i do all the time and do my best but it'd be actually good to see at the end of the day where you kind of do sit on some of those events and yeah. then not only that just how good is the challenge some of those races are like you don't want to get to the bad waters you know there's all the western states there's the hard rock hundred there's you know heaps of good ones over there but it's the same thing again i'd have to pick and choose and somehow get you know some help to make it all happen so i guess it's one of the bad things about living in australia so far away from the rest of the world that's it and it's expensive like you know like i've i'm not dumb i've worked i've seen the cost and i've talked to chris and talked to other people that have been over there and you know they're not cheap you know it's not just like oh we'll just go there next week you know like i wouldn't do any races in australia if i had the money to get overseas because that's where some of the challenges that i'd love to go to that would really test me you know like the bad waters and all those kind of races but it's you know they're not cheap to get to so I guess it's trying that fine. Unfortunately, like I've said it before, I've picked the two sports that don't really pay that much money. Like, you know, Muay Thai, I was at least getting paid for fighting and, you know, ultra running seems to be like less money than Muay Thai. So it's a bit of a, like, you don't do it for money, but when you start competing and start getting really good results and wanting to kind of the effort that you put in, it'd be nice to sometimes get a little bit more rewarded than just a thousand dollars, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I just get that every week going to work, you know, it'd be yeah. good to go like sweet, if you win a race you get like five, ten grand or something, you know, but they don't really do that. But Yeah, yeah. I think the UTMB winner the prize is only something like five hundred pounds or something like that. But they make all yeah. the money money with um sponsorship and endorsements and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's I was pretty surprised at that myself, to be honest, because I've been asked that by people that don't know anything about running, like whether it's family members or anything. They're like, "Oh, have you, you know, thought about picking the events with the money?" And I'm like, "None of them have money," yeah. and yeah. that's what I've kind of been shocked at. Like, I've never really seen any race races that have money, like that big money kind of thing. And then all the ones that do, you know, everyone's going to go in them, obviously, because you know everyone wants that money. So it's you know it's nearly a mission to try to win it anyway. And the ones that seem like they got the money is is like is the the shorter distances. Mm. So you really got to be a fast marathon runner. Yeah. And I've been asked that too. Like, oh, well, why don't you do that? But I don't want to do that. I don't. Yeah, I want to do the longer ones, the ones that test me more. Like I, I've said it before, even in the doctor, like I know I can run a marathon, but I know it's hard running it fast. But just I don't want to be known for being a fast marathon runner or anything. That just doesn't interest me. But. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's where the money is. <laughs> um, Justin Hall, 22, asked, does Ryan have a structured training plan or does he just run long and every day? Yeah, I have it structured as in like I always do running. I run every day. I'll always, you know, train the Muay Thai pretty much every day as well, like whether it's, 
you know, even if it's only 15, 20 minutes on the bag or whatever, or whether I do core exercises or any of those kind of drills. But I, I, I like to be the opposite to structure, really adapt a bit more because that's one thing I, I find out there. Like nothing goes to plan. So, yeah. you know, if you're always like, oh, hang on, I was meant to do 30Ks today. And if I don't do 30Ks, then I'm all whipped into a frenzy of like, oh, no, like everything's gone to shit. So I'll kind of just adapt. And, you know, if I have a structure as in like I always like to do 100-mile weeks. So yeah. over these next – I'll probably give myself another week or so of building. And then I'm going to start – if I don't do another event because I'm not doing that now and I, there's not much left, I'll start building again and get back to doing 100-mile weeks and stuff and just get that base down. And other than that, I don't care how I get there. I don't care if I'm only doing, you know, 21 day, 30, 40 the next. And so I'll just chop and change. But obviously to get 100 miles up or big kilometres up, you need to do heavy days. So, you yeah. know, whether it's two marathons a week and then the next day is 20 or whatever it is. Yeah, that's the only structure I kind of pick. Is in if I when I want to start doing you know the heavier training, I just got to start getting in more Ks. So, yeah. yeah. Do you do any like weight work and stuff like that? Not as much these days, but I, I've, I've you know for years I've done lots of weights, but I yeah. do light weights. Like I do, you know, I, when I used to teach the class, like we do, we get the plates like ten kilo weight plates, and I might do. 100 bicep curls in a row, 100 triceps curls like skull crushes or and then just do 100 squats. I used to do this drill called a 1,000 or a 300 or whatever drill you do and you just pick pick a, pick an exercise and you do 100 reps of each one. And I'd say, obviously, if you're doing heavy lifting, you're not going to be able to do 100 reps of them. So I'd, I'd pick a weight that I can, you know, you just can handle and then sometimes you can't even handle that and you've got to drop down a weight. You know, I do that stuff and, you know, the stretching – the yoga, you know, I've, you know I've, I've done that for years. Like in these days, I haven't been doing a structured class as much. I try to when I can with the with the wife to do some. I used to do it with my mum when she was, when I was living at, back there and, you know, she'd teach the class a couple of days a week. And because I've done so much of it and I've done all my fitness courses, like I know all the stretches. So, you know, if I come back from a run, I'll have a quick stretch or before or whatever it is, I just do it myself so I don't stick to a specific structure in that degree. and. And then the meditation, I've, you know, learned that myself over the time too from doing it with different practices with people. So that always comes into play. And then, yeah, just the boxing and the Muay Thai. And then, yeah, basically, other than that, just core strength I find is the best, your body weight strength, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, You mentioned um, you're building a gym. Um, yeah, it's fully in the mode at the moment. Yeah, cool. So um, is the what's the plan with that? Are you going to, like, start like, is the plan to like just build like a client base and just work there or are you going to continue doing what you're doing now as well as the gym uh no nah, the whole goal is like this has been a passion of mine for i don't know how long now like i've always wanted to you know since i probably you know training the tie boxing with my old trainer and that and just seeing the setup he had and always thought oh, i was so good to have my own gym and yeah. that and it's always been in the pipeline and just you know as life gets, you know, before you know, it's been another year, another year, and you haven't done anything about it. You know, I was teaching there for a little bit there for a couple of years at a community hall, so a couple of days a week, and I've always done the kids and adult classes there I used to teach, and yeah. uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I like the kids. I like you can, you know, helping them, and then just, you know, it's a good fitness, you know, good training for, I think, any kid should learn, whether you're a girl or a boy, just, you know, a bit of protection, and then it's also 
just a good good fitness good you know general activity for your for your body body movement so mm. yeah the goal is definitely transition out of the work i'm doing 100 percent and you know I, I really want to open up a community here to be honest that's what i'm going for i'm going for a lifestyle i'm not going for open up this gym so i'll be like sweet how much money can i make off everyone and you know none of that i don't care if i don't have any money if i if i have money that i can pay the bills you know and have food on the table and obviously do the odd thing that you know so you're not just living like a hermit and yeah. i'll be ha- i'll be happy and my goal is to help people that are troubled people that know have no money you know if I've, I've got a parent that comes up to me look my kid wants to go but we're dead broke i've got nothing i'll say bring him in he can train for free you know yeah. I'll, there'll be different rules for different people not not saying that not being like unfair but if I see that you're struggling, I'd, you know, obviously people would know. I'd talk to them on the side, say, look, you can come here and help me do some gardening, whippersnippering, whatever it is to help out in the gym and you can train here. I just want to, you know, create it. If you're willing to want to get better, like within yourself, this is this is what I'm trying to create here, a place for you to come. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to be a world champion Muay Thai fighter, I'll get you there as well. Mm-hmm. And then the goal is as well down the track is, We've got a loft that's above our old shed at the moment that got half built when we moved in. So eventually make that into a yoga studio as well because my wife's got her yoga training courses, all that done. So eventually she's a school teacher. So eventually maybe, you know, if we can kick it off enough here and have a full community here and she can eventually transition out of hopefully teaching and, you know, if we can make enough here doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it sounds great. It's got a big vision. I've got like a bit bit of... a bigger vision than just having a gym too. I want to make like a little, I'm even building it into the place at the moment, like where I'll have like a, the option down the track to have like a smoothie bar, like not not a smooth, like so much like in every day, but maybe after a sad day hit class or something, you could, uh, you know, people don't want to rush off. You know, I'll put a coffee machine in there. You can sit down and make some nice seating area and gardens and you can sit and have a coffee after your session or and I'll have a list of uh, say five smoothies or something and I might pay, you know, some young young kid that's going to high school that's got no money and say look you know you come here on a sad day and you make the smoothies for the 10 clients that are here or whatever and mm. i'll give you a 100 bucks or whatever you know you just help them out and they you know i'll just make the recipes up you know i've always been a smoothie master as well so i always thought that'd be another cool little added extra thing i know when i was fighting and if i finished a session at the gym and someone said oh you can go get a mango smoothie over there i don't know i'd go get one <laughs> yeah so, Little things like that I want to have that's unique to, you know, stand out from, you know, every other, everyday gym kind of thing. Yeah, sounds good. And um, the property, like, do you live on a – is it like a big – Yeah, four, four and a half acres. It's not massive. We come from 48 acres, but that was on a, my parents' property. We had our own place on there. So it was – yeah, but we moved to – we've still got plenty of room. So that's yeah. what I'm in the stage now. The gym's out the front bit, and um, then I'll uh, make a little car park out there and, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Hey, um, thanks so much for the time, Ryan. That's all right. Really enjoyed it. Um, no worries. Um, all the best with um, with your future running um, race. Yeah, thank hopefully, you. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm aiming, my goal is to make it to the Masters, so hopefully I'll be able to run with you there yeah. with all the other awesome runners. And, all right, so yeah. are you get, you're going to get you going in it? Yep. Well, I'm planning, well, I have to qualify. I have to get okay. the, I have to do thirty five loops, and I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be doing my best so far is twenty two. So, All right, yeah, sweet. Um, I've, I'm doing oh, MB. Yeah, I, I, I know I can do it, but um, 
I'm doing MVP, which is one of the hardest courses. So yeah, really tough. But I, I am determined to to make it. So yeah, yeah no, oh, no, you're not that far away. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and they got the wild cards. Well, you hustle him enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 but there's there's one up i'm trying to think you know say the easy one to do is um clint eastwood but that's towards the end of the year but the um, even his dead cow gully one's in april that's yeah that's, that's slightly not too bad it's not that hard yeah i'd like to do that one that i'm, I'm also into the 24-hour track races oh, okay yeah. so i'm doing the there's a 24-hour track race in coburg like the victorian champs that i'm doing yeah. in april um that's my other main goal for next year as well yeah cool <clears throat> my goal oh. did 160 k's this year so i'm just hoping to beat that next yeah, year sweet nice mm -hmm. well done well um yeah look i'm looking forward to following your progress and and we'll keep in touch as well yeah no worries thank you i'm more than happy to chat anytime so yeah, you awesome. know me i always always love having a yarn yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome enjoy the rest yeah. of the day all right, you too. Thank you. See you right. All right. Chat soon, eh? Thanks. If you like this podcast, it would be awesome if you could like, subscribe, comment, share, all of that kind of stuff. Hope you enjoyed the episode and have a good one.